0: The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: hope we have what you need today welcome moms dads kids who's ever listening I am Jenny and this is channel mom where we encourage moms we focus on your gigantic importance as a mother in this world because you guys are raising up that next generation and the whole world is depending on you to do it well so that's how important you are all right so there's no such thing as a perfect family let's just admit it because we all make mistakes we all let each other down but did you know that there are six hidden behaviors that can destroy families. We're going to reveal what those six behaviors are so you can avoid them in your family. Dr. Magdalena Battles is going to join me on the show today. She's got so much help for you. She's going to tell you how to avoid them, some tips for your family to not get into these habits. Uh, and her research is incredible, and it's based on biblical principles as well. So stay tuned for more channel. I've got a little personal story to tell you, too. We'll be back in 60 seconds right after messages from our fabulous sponsors. how about having some good old-fashioned fun with your family? Just drive up to the mountains and spend a day at Idrahaji, one of Colorado's oldest Christian camps, where you can choose from over 20 activity packages, including horseback rides, climbing, archery, and more, to create the family adventure that's just right for you. Best of all, you'll enjoy biblical teaching designed to strengthen your family's faith. Idrahaji is implementing COVID prevention best practices, so schedule your adventure today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. I want to tell you about a company I've personally trusted with work in my home. When another company told us we had to get a new furnace, we called Premier Mechanical and they fixed our old furnace for much less than the cost of a new one. Premier is a licensed, insured air conditioning and heating service provider for the greater Denver area. They service, repair and replace ACs, furnaces, boilers, swamp coolers and more. They use upfront pricing so you know what it's going to cost before they begin. Read their reviews by Googling Premier Mechanical Denver or visit their website at claimyourcomfort.com.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: I do want to give a little plug to my friends at Idrahaji. This is the last weekend, and you can come from any state, tell around Colorado, to go to Camp Idra Haji to uh, be a part of their mountain family adventures. So many cool things going on there. You can just bring your family and get to go horseback riding or do archery or climbing or whatever. Really, really good stuff. You're going to be helping this Christian camp that could not open as usual this year, but they're going to serve you as a family. Such good stuff they've got. So Idrahaji.org I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org I I hope you'll check them out. I think my daughter and I are going to see if we can get in on some horseback riding this weekend. If you want to join us. um, Also, check out uh, our friends as well at claimyourcomfort.com, claimyourcomfort.com. If you got an air conditioning problem here as we get to the hottest days of summer, uh, these guys are incredible. They saved me thousands of dollars by fixing uh, my furnace. They also fix furnaces instead of uh, having me get a new one, which was uh, what I was told I needed a new furnace. But no, these guys just fixed my old one. All right, so we're gonna get to our guest in a minute. I just want to share something with you as a mom. I was running late. How many moms out there run late all the time? Raise your hand. Amen. We all do this. Well, at least I hope so. Maybe you're a perfectly on-time mother all the time, but I definitely am not one of those moms. So this morning I was running late and I was thinking about why. Well, first of all, my 17-year-old daughter and 21-year-old son were in the house and they need their moms too. So they were chatty and they needed things answered and my daughter was having a problem finding a shirt um, and my son needed a car, et cetera, et cetera. So I was helping my kids and that you know put me a little behind and then uh, I just you know found that I was 10 5 or 10 minutes behind what I wanted to be to get out the door to come to talk to you guys and as I was driving down the mountain as I do um, there was a huge accident a rollover accident that I had to get around and then th- two or three more a- other accidents after that I pray for people as I go by those accidents but I thought you know what 5 to 10 minutes earlier and I could have been Uh, you know, a part of one of those accidents. So I just want to say, when you're having a day, just step back and remember the blessings of, of why um, you're in the fix that you're in. And I thought, okay, two things. It's good to be needed. My kids needed me. That is a good thing to be a mama who is needed. And, and number two, my schedule was off, but maybe it saved me from something. So so I just wanted to give that little lesson today because it helped me to think that way um, as I got closer and closer to uh, being late to work. Okay, so we have a really cool guest for you. She is the author of the six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families. She uh, has an impressive resume. She's a doctor for a reason because she has studied uh, family psychology and all kinds of things for the last however many years she can tell me. But uh, has three children of her own and an incredible story about why she understands the problems in family because she's had her own struggles. And I cannot wait to hear from her. Here she is, Dr. Magdalena Battles. Welcome to Channel Mom, Doctor. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're glad to have you. Okay, so I've got a couple questions for you before we launch in to the six hidden behaviors that can destroy families and the tips that you have so mamas can avoid these. Um, and and our, our hope, my hope, I'm sure it's why you wrote the book, is we always want to help mothers and, and dads as well to, to have a productive, beautiful, loving, whole, uh, you know, uh, wholesome faith-filled family lives. And so I know that that is one of the reasons you wrote this book, is to help other people alleviate some of these problems. But I I have a a quick favor to ask. You had a very difficult beginning to your motherhood. And I think it's always better if the listener can understand your journey so they take your um, tips, your research, your suggestions more seriously because you've been through it. So would you mind sharing with our audience sort of the beginning of your mothering story? Yes, absolutely. Well, my husband and I
2: were married back in 2009, so we've been married now over 10 years. Uh, When we got married, we had decided that we wanted to start trying for a family immediately. And um, I was already in my 30s, and my husband was in his 40s, and we thought there's no time better than the future to get started. Uh, And we were blessed to get pregnant the very first month, I mean, to our great surprise. You know, neither of us had been parents before, you know, this was brand new. It was exciting to, you know, have that, uh, fortune to get pregnant right off the bat. Right. Um, a very uneventful pregnancy. Our doctor said it was very classic, boring pregnancy, which was good. I had no issues. Um, we had a scheduled C-section, uh, and, or not a scheduled C-section, a scheduled birth, I should say, uh, an induction, uh, cause we went past the 40 weeks. And, uh, when he was born, uh, it was a little bit of a rough birthing process, but he, he seemed fine, got oxygen for a couple of hours, and we did our normal stay in the hospital, and we were sent home. They gave him the clear bill of health, said he looked great, um, and after a few weeks at home and we enjoyed our time at home, it was like bliss, having, you know, the three of us. We finally had the start of our family. It was like God put everything in place, and we got our heart's desires, uh, but a few weeks later, he fell ill. And, um, and by ill, I meant he, he was very weak and he stopped nursing and we mm-hmm. didn't know what was wrong. So we went to the ER one Saturday morning and um, they actually transported him then by ambulance to a children's hospital several hours away, which really shocked us. I thought, well, he just stopped nursing and he's a little weak. You know, maybe we need a lactation specialist or something. Yeah. Um, and we came to learn um, very soon thereafter that it looked like he had a disorder called spinal muscular atrophy type one, which is um, the first day in the hospital, a, a neurologist came and saw him and she said, well, I think it's this. And I had no idea what it was uh, that night at the Ronald McDonald house. I Googled it and uh, learned that SMA one is fatal for infants. And there was no cure. And that if this doctor was right, our baby would live on average of five months. Um, it was you know, devastating to learn this, but we had hope we had faith in the Lord we prayed a lot. And, um, in the end it was SMA one. He did the blood test came back positive and he lived a total of eight weeks. And so we were devastated that we lost our firstborn child. Um, and and, you, you held him,
1: you, right. You held him as he passed away.
2: Yes. We were in the hospital when he passed away. Um, and, uh, he had had um, a card. He had gone into cardiac arrest, and and he had survived that. Um, and he had been admitted to Children's in Minneapolis, and we were there with him. And um, he actually passed while well, he was still hooked up the ma- to the machines, the breathing machines. His body just gave out. His mm. lungs had given up. And um, a doctor was there at the moment when he started passing, and he said, "He's going. You know, this is his time." And we. Um, you know, and it, we had just consented to remove the machines, mm-hmm. and we never actually removed the machines. So we had consented that day to do it, and it was scheduled for two days later. And literally, within minutes of us consenting to him being released from the machines, um, because we knew he was, you know, this was a fatal disorder and he was really struggling. Um, literally, the doctor said, I guess he just needed your permission to go. And he yeah. passed away in our arms um, very peacefully. Uh, it was um a moment where we could see where we could see god there was peace and we felt the the presence of god in the room we truly did and it was um very very difficult to go
1: through to Uh, say the least obviously losing a
2: child is devastating beyond words but we felt the peace of the lord with us and and we didn't know what the future held um but we felt that God was going to get us through it. He did. And it was it was a trouble for years after that, obviously, you know, to overcome the death of a child. And we became foster parents because we weren't sure if we would be able to become parents. Um,
1: oh, but bless your heart. Yes.
2: And, and you should. Sh-
1: yeah, you, you, it was a lot. And I wanted you I mean, from the outside, Magdalena, I hope you don't mind if I call you Magdalena, you look like everything's perfect. You're you're a beautiful woman. You've got you. You you, you know, you're a doctor. Um, You have a, a beautiful family. You've got two boys and a girl now. Right. Am I right about that? Um, yes, yeah yes. and and a, a wonderful husband and so from the outside I thought you know people probably think she's got a perfect little hi- uh, life and she can talk from on high but no 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 right. you have no. been through it and his name was Baron. Yeah. I just want to acknowledge him that, yes. that was his name Thank and you. yeah and um, he's in heaven and uh, you were brave but that was the part of the book where I just <laughs> makes me want to break down now I was like I can't take this as you were explaining oh. how you went through it so God bless you the great thing is that God moved you into to a place where you could be a blessing to other moms so I want to make sure that Mm -hmm. we get to these six behaviors we don't we don't have to list them all I do want to tell everybody that we are going to give away five copies of this book today so don't be shy about calling it's 303-873-1935 303-873-1935 my hope always is that people who need it get it so don't be afraid to call Mm -hmm. and then if you're listening on a Saturday email us at channel mom at gmail channel mom at gmail okay so uh, really quick like 30 second answer but we're maybe a minute before we get into the six behaviors you say at the very beginning of the book that people just basically avoid their family issues and their family conflicts they don't want to talk about them they don't want to address them they don't want to confront them why do we do that yes we just continue
2: doing the same behaviors that we've always done and and it's usually learned traits that have been passed down from generation to generation, and it's bad habits such as gossiping or criticism um, or lack of acceptance and these things, they kind of fester in families. And then it just builds over time and it creates division among our family members. And so we need to acknowledge
1: these problems so that we can work towards correcting them yeah and it starts with each of us being the change that's right that's right and I but I think a lot of people are non-confrontational so they're just like I just don't want to deal with it I don't want to say it out loud I don't want to have to do the work that's required to fix it I, I get it I'm not judging anybody that's there but I think it's very hard just to say I got to confront this I got to work on this so without further ado let's launch into the six behaviors well here's what I would love for you to do for the moms and dads listening today is is to say the six behaviors just up front and then we'll take one mm-hmm. at a time we probably won't get through all of them and and you can give some fixes for these behaviors so why don't you tell everybody okay. what the six behaviors are that can destroy families
2: okay they are a failure to forgive or apologize uh, criticism gossip deception and lies uh, a lack of inclusion and then finally a failure to accept differences
1: oh yeah yeah and they're big. And as I was going through them, I thought, yeah, I can think of a few families that are conflicted in these areas. And we all, I mean, not, I'm not saying, but not my family. We've got a perfect family. I'm not saying right. that. I'm just saying we all have issues. Um, so why don't you just start with the first one? Because I, I read some of your suggestions for forgiveness in that chapter are very helpful. So why don't you talk about how that comes up, where we have a problem with forgiving and apologizing? Right. Well, with forgiveness,
2: a lot of us cold grudges. We get offended by a family member, and then we tend to harbor these feelings of anger and resentment and bitterness, and instead of forgiving in our heart. You know, somebody doesn't apologize, so we go, well, they didn't apologize, so I'm not forgiving. Well, you know, that's not the way that we should function. We need to uh, forgive because God has called us to forgive, and then also because it's in our best interest. Research has shown that people who don't forgive, they end up having health problems and also mental health problems, obviously, but They have higher blood pressure. They have higher rates of anxiety and depression. So it's in our best interest to forgive in our hearts and to move forward. And that doesn't mean that we forget the wrong and, and, um, you know, allow a person back into our life to harm us in any way, because there are some things that are, you know, we need to put up boundaries, but at the same time, forgiving means we let go of that wrong that they've done and we forgive the person and allow that bitterness to move away so that we can continue having a relationship with them.
1: Absolutely you know so I loved that, I can I just interject I loved the yeah. tip that you had about apologizing because I think apology is hard for most folks and you said instead of focusing on everything that's wrong with them which is so tempting to get self-righteous and say but they did this and they did that and they did instead focus on how it felt what it must have been like when we hurt them focus on the hurt that we've caused and not on everything that's wrong with the person that we need to apologize to or forgive either way. And I love that just mm-hmm. to, 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 to bring it back on us and say, okay, what is the thing that I've done that's caused hurt and stop looking at everything that they've done, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. And and it is easy to point the other finger because it doesn't, you know, hurt us at all. It takes some humility and introspection to look at ourselves and say, okay, what am I doing that hurt this person? Uh, so that is a, a way to heal the relationship is to say, okay, I'm sorry, tell me how I hurt you. I want to know because I want to heal the relationship and I want to sincerely apologize for it. So sincere apology comes from the vantage point that you want to... Um, understand where they're coming from and understand how they were actually hurt by you and then you can sincerely apologize and try to make things right
1: right 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 all right so let's move on to criticism I loved the tip you had in this chapter about what to do with family criticism when when a mother or a father is critical of you or a sibling or a cousin even I mean you have some great tips about how to get past the issue of being criticized within your family
2: Yes. Um, You know, criticism is something that is probably the most prevalent problem in families. Um, We tend to criticize our families not because we dislike them, you know, or we're trying to be judgmental. It, It actually comes because we care about our families and we can see a better way of doing things. However, if criticism happens often and it's done in an abrasive or an unkind way, it comes off as judgmental and mean. And that can drive family members away because nobody wants to be be around somebody who makes them feel bad all the time. Right. And this is one of the top ones that causes division in families and causes estrangement. So it's not that, you know, they've done anything so hateful and mean. No, it's just these little jabs, these little digs that, you know, they're being critical of you all the time and, and it causes division. So we need to be conscious of it and make ourselves aware so that we don't pass this on to the next generation. Right. So that we are loving, accepting and not critical. Because, you know, we should only be getting advice if they ask for it. You know, it, with adult relationships, we need to let people live their own lives. They can live their lives a certain way. And, and if they want, in, you know, input and advice, then we can give it to them. Um, but we also give it in a constructive way. So we do it in gentle uh, kindness and love and say it in a manner that truly is meant to uplift them and help them and not to put them
1: down yeah and I think that's so good that you just said the thing about not passing it on so often when we're in these family behaviors these six behaviors that you identify I think it's very tempting to just sort of carry them on without even realizing it but but if, when we think of how much we love our babies if we can concentrate on that when we say no I'm going to nip this in the bud not only am I going to forgive and, and go back to my original family my family of origin and, and stop this behavior but I'm going to stop for my future family for my children and for their children so I love that you say that another Mm -hmm. thing I love that you said about criticism and you can expand on this was that you said um look at it not as uh, something to hurt you but something as an opportunity for you to change for you to be transformed mm-hmm. quickly before you answer that i do want to give the number one more time 303-873-1935 to win this book the 6 behaviors that can uh, the 6 hidden behaviors that destroy families um 303-873-1935 And uh, channel mom at Gmail, if you can't get to a phone, channel mom at Gmail on Saturdays, especially for our Saturday listeners. Okay, so you say that you say when criticism comes your way, it feels horrible. You want to be mad. You want to sever all ties. You want to just go wallow Mm -hmm. in self-pity. But no, 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 no. Look upon it as an opportunity for you to improve. Talk about that.
2: Yes. You know, a lot of times family members are saying it because they love us and they they want to help us improve. For example, um, you know, say I was in the dating world, you know, I'm single and young. And my aunt says to me, you know, you probably get more dates if you lost some weight and got in better shape. You know, ouch, that really hurts. So, you know, that that just comes off as judgmental. However, instead of reacting to that, that message and going well you could get in shape too and maybe that would help your life you know our reaction is usually negative and we want to jab back and hurt them as well rather than doing that we need to look at okay you know what they're probably saying that because they are trying to help me could have been said in a better way but rather than reaction just put the information in your back pocket and then unpack it later so later when you're not around your aunt then then you can think about it and process what they've said and then decide what you want to do for yourself you know maybe you will find the way that you with the way that you look and you know you know you don't need to lose weight you like the way that you are um, or you can decide you know maybe that would help my life all around if I got in some better shape you know it helps, you know with my health conditions that I have you know we need to look at it from our own perspective outside of that person and and then maybe the tone that they've used because a lot of times they are saying it to help it just comes across as judgmental or um, unkind but we don't need to react to it you know in the moment instead We just take that information, file it away, and then unpack it later.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good advice. All right, we only have about three or four minutes left, so I want to repeat the six hidden behaviors that Dr. Magdalena Battles has researched. These six hidden behaviors, the name of her book, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families, Six Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families. Again, you can win it at 303-873-1935. But the six behaviors, she says, are a failure to forgive or apologize, criticism, gossip, deception, a lack of inclusion and a failure to accept differences. Just for a minute before we let you tell everybody how to find you and the book, if they didn't win it today. um, Talk about the fact that when you add deception to deception, that only makes it worse. You might as well admit it when you've maybe betrayed somebody or you've deceived them.
2: Yes. Oftentimes people... um lie to family members are deceptive because they're trying to hide up hide their own wrongs or their own sins and so they you know they they're trying to protect their families and it starts with little white lies but then it turns into bigger lies and then you have to tell tell more lies to cover up the other lies it's just better to just come in the beginning and to make the situation right because what happens is some of these lies become so big like such as affairs or you know embezzlement from family businesses they come out at the end. At the end of the day, yeah. these, these truths come out. And sometimes it's after the person is, de- is deceased and it can ruin their legacy. You know, yeah. it can ruin the, the, the memories that are left of them. Um, so it's something we need to look at ourselves and say, OK, you know what? If there's a sin in my life or something that I'm doing, I need to stop and own up to it. To heal the relationship, rather than continuing to cover it up, because it will come out someday. Yes, right.
1: It you will. might as well admit it, and then it'll start to healing. The start the healing. Yes. Then, all right. So, Doctor Battles, how do people find you and the book?
2: Okay, uh, the book is found on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Whitaker Publishing. Uh, also, had it available, um, and I also have a website, uh, livingjoydaily.com.
1: Yes. And I think I called you Dr. Battle. It's Dr. Battles. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. God bless you and your mothering. Thank you for writing the book. And thanks so much for being on Channel Mom today. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope that you can kind of sit down and think about those six behaviors and kind of trace if they're occurring in your family and commit. To to working on on changing, um, you know, to getting rid of that failure to forgive or apologize, the criticism, the gossip, the deception, a lack of including somebody in the family and a failure to accept somebody's differences. Got a couple of quick announcements for you. First of all, thank you to Podbean. We were chosen as the podcast of the week this week and our uh, subscribership shot up by hundreds so if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast if you've missed the show we put the radio show on our podcast and i'm going to start doing some devotions and some other things on our podcast to be a help to moms everywhere i might even start doing a mothering tip of the day or a mothering tip of the week maybe i don't think i have time to do it every day <laughs> go check out channelmom.com and there is a heading that says podcast and you can find all the places where you can find our podcast there also i would just be blessed if you would follow us everywhere you can: Facebook, Instagram. Instagram Twitter at channel mom if you'd follow us on YouTube we've got a channel there with several thousand followers you can see a lot of videos from past shows with people like Ruth Graham and Sheila Walsh and some really cool people years ago I interviewed the Duggars there's some interview with the Duggars there just want to let you know next week we're going to be interviewing jamie amoreen who's talking about if you're skinny fat short tall or somewhere in between and you think that losing weight is going to lead to your happiness or you're avoiding the mirror because you don't like your reflection she's got some healing and help for you as a woman so i hope you'll tune in next week for jamie amoreen and in the meantime this is the time where i remind you how amazingly important and beautiful and awesome you are as a mama thank you for all you do the sacrifices that you make to raise your babies well. Even if you think nobody sees, I see, God sees. Thank you for what you do. God bless you. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Remember, you can also try us at ChannelMom at Gmail if you want to win that book. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Channel Mom today.
0: From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom in her family. Moms and dads, it's time for some good old-fashioned fun. Drive to the mountains and spend a day at Idrahaji, one of Colorado's oldest Christian camps, where your family can choose from over 20 activity packages, including horseback rides, climbing, archery, and more, to create the adventure that's just right for you. Best of all, you'll enjoy biblical teaching designed to strengthen your family's faith. Idrahaji is implementing COVID prevention best practices. Schedule your adventure today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org org.